Hi, I'm Jordan Laurel, and welcome to my show where we make the human experience magical through mental health, mindset, and manifestation. My story is one of radical transformation and rebirth. From depressed, disempowered, and dependent to flourishing within an incredible life I've created, this podcast is me sharing my process of overcoming and creating a magical human experience to help support you as you do the same. Tune in every Monday to feel empowered through stories, wisdom, and lots of super practical tips. Because I am proof, you can change your entire life and manifest a life beyond your wildest dreams. Welcome to the Magical Human Experience Podcast. Welcome back to the podcast, friends. I hope you're having a great start to the year. Happy second Monday of January and 2024. I will be returning from Miami when this episode drops, or actually I'll still be in Miami when this episode drops. Uh, And I am just about to leave for Miami tomorrow while I'm recording this. I'm so excited. This trip was actually a really cool little manifestation story for you guys. I... I mean, you guys know I'm not a cold weather fan. That's why I was in California and why I'm probably going back to California. Um, I am considering Miami. This trip is also going to be a little bit of a, could I live here? A couple of people have thrown it out and it wasn't really on my radar. And I just, I don't have clarity yet where I really want to be. I think it's LA, but I'm giving myself some time and space. I have lots of work projects on the East Coast that will definitely keep me here through March, some things that I am filming and recording through January through March. Um, I definitely have to be here in person for. um, And then I think I have a travel partnership in early April. So I know I'm out here till then. And then I think I'm going back to LA, but I don't know. You guys, I'm sure will hear my thoughts when I get back from Miami if it was a hell yes or a hell no. But anyway, since I've been back and the weather's been getting cold, I've very much been like, okay, I'm going to need to escape. But I had a lot going on. The timing wasn't really happening in a way that made sense. And then we started to get into December and I was like, okay, I think end of December or early January, I need to get out of here. I need to get out of the cold and I'm probably going to need a bit of a break because I just had a lot going on in December. I worked a lot over the holidays, a lot of exciting things that I was filming and recording for the new year, but that needed to get done in December. So It just, it all kind of lined up. I got clarity on when I wanted to go. And a couple of days later, I happened to see somebody watching my stories, or it was a PR firm watching my stories that I hadn't thought of actually in about two years. I'd worked with them about three years ago on a partnership for a hotel that I really loved in Miami, the Kimpton Angler. I've worked with the Kimpton Hotels on several occasions and have had great experiences. And I was like, hmm why don't I just reach out and see if maybe they want to do something in early January? And I reached out. I heard back a couple of days later. They checked with the hotel. The hotel said yes, and the rest is history. But it was just, it was really interesting. Um, It also was really funny because my, I was kind of in my head, my, I guess like my, my higher self, my, I don't know, maybe slightly sixth sense intuition foreshadowing psychic I don't know something maybe new that I was going um because my dress to manifest which if you guys are not aware of this it is a luxury clothing rental subscription service that I launched in December and I have used style to manifest so much in my life even before I knew how to manifest because I mean you guys know I've broken it down here so many times but it really is about intention and feeling it's about being the person who has the thing who is a match for it and I have really dressed my way (laughs) through my influencer career I would really like I was so excited about style but I would pick outfits that really embodied and represented the person that I wanted to be and the person who had a successful influencer business and who was making a difference and who was you know all these things that I wanted to be in their power and eventually like those things started to come about Um, and I got led to do any work that needed to be done for me to do those things like my personal power work that I've done a lot over the last year or two here. Um, It's just so interesting, but style has played a huge part in helping me become the person that I've wanted to be and then create the life that that person has that I've wanted. And I just love this. I've been using it myself personally and really enjoying it. 
But I love that I can give you guys this opportunity. It's a lot of really nice brands. Um, so you can feel luxurious, feel abundant. Um, and there's a whole range of more feminine to more edgy to more modern, powerful, um, to more cozy. Uh, lots of options on the website. Lots of great brands that I've loved over the years like BCBG Maxaria, Derek Lamb, Nicole Miller, Vince, French Connection, Lush. There's a lot of really great brands on there. And you can have up to 10 pieces at a time, but you can swap them out as often as you want. So you could have 20 to 30 pieces potentially in a month if you're good at shipping them back fast. Um, and your first month is completely free if you want to try it out. Um, if you have a trip coming up, there's no strings attached. So you can literally use it and then cancel on the 29th day and you won't get charged anything or build anything. It'll have just been completely free. Um, but you might end up loving it. I'm loving it. <laughs> and back to the story, it was really kind of funny. I, in my head, was like, maybe maybe this trip will happen um, before I even reached out to the PR firm. And I put this a uh, couple of really cute, definitely Miami vibe like dresses in my, my, uh, I think it's called my closet. Yeah. Um, and I prioritized other things and I thought I put this one on hold so it wouldn't get shipped. Um, cause you can put things on hold if you like want to save them for later, but you definitely don't want them right now. Um, and I forgot to do this one and it got sent and I was like, wait, what? And I was like, maybe this trip is happening. Um, and then eventually the inspired action came. But it was really funny because I have this stunning orange dress that I am going to wear on the trip. But I am excited and I'm sure I will fill you guys in a bit when I get back. Um, but in the meantime, I have a really wonderful, exciting episode for you guys. You guys know that I am all about authenticity and alignment. I really believe that it is so, so, so important to really get to know yourself and then live authentically as that person, create relationships that allow you to be your authentic self and express yourself authentically. Um, just for me, I've seen it be incredibly powerful in my healing journey and my mental health. I mean, there's literally studies that show that people who are not able to express themselves authentically, that ends up actually manifesting. And there was a study, I forget where, I think it was in Canada, uh, Canada or Alaska, but essentially these women were not allowed to show up authentically and they ended up, a lot of them, it was crazy the number of cases of rheumatoid arthritis that was found in this community. Um, this was something that uh, Gabor Mate. Gabor Mate, I don't know how to say his name, but he's such a thought leader in just writings on trauma and psychology, um, human well-being, mental health. He is a fantastic resource if you want to dive more into some of that stuff. But I recently heard this on a reel that he posted um, that he, he was having a conversation with someone else. And I was just shook. I was like, oh my goodness. Like it just, and there's also other studies that I've seen talked about and posted about how it's linked to depression, to anxiety when you're just not allowed to live authentically. So really important for just being well as a human, but I've also seen it be extremely powerful for manifestation. I really believe that the universe wants us to step into our most authentic self. I believe that's who our highest self is. And the more we are that authentic higher self, the more we magnetize because truly what we deeply want is what that authentic self wants. And so the more we become that, the more magnetic we become because we're actually being honest about what we truly want, not creating duplicity, sending mixed signals out there. So authenticity is just really, really powerful. And then creating a life that is in alignment with who you really are, what your values are. And consequently, I really love using tools that help me get to understand and know myself better and therefore work with myself better. And working with myself also creates a much more high vibrational flow state way of living. And Today's episode is about one of those tools that you can use. Uh, it's called human design. You might have heard of it. It's become quite trendy and a lot of people have been talking about it. I have been hearing it for like a year and a half now, I think, and I was like interested, but I never got around to uh, looking at my chart until one of my dear friends, Andy eaton Alleman, she was leading a workshop uh, I saw her post about it on Instagram on how to use your human design chart to help you better strategize in your business, especially 
specifically this workshop was for in content creation. And I was like, ooh, that's cool. <laughs> Let's tune into this. And it was so, so amazing. I learned a lot about myself. I really love the fact, and I talk about this in the episode, where how I just, with some of this stuff, you're just like, oh, like you just feel like you make sense or you stop beating yourself up for trying to do or be or live a certain way that's like not normalized or kind of different than you think you're supposed to, quote unquote, supposed to, whatever that even means. And some of the stuff that was shared in that workshop on my specific design was just, I was like, oh, okay, like, I need to stop beating myself up for being this way. This is how I'm supposed to be. And this is how I work best for how I'm wired. So I asked Andy to come on and chat all things human design. It's so special because she was my first guest of 2023 and my first guest ever. And now she's my first guest of 2024. But she is just such a wonderful human. I mean, first and foremost, she is a friend of mine. I've known her for a couple of years now. And she's just been a really, really loving, supportive female friend in my life. Really been a great example of what female friendship should be. No cattiness, no jealousy, no comparison, no passive aggression. Like she is just such a wonderful human. I feel like it's just such a healthy, beautiful friendship. But she is also such a boss babe when it comes to business. Um, she is really blowing up on Instagram right now, leading in helping women with intuitive strategy for scaling their businesses in ways that feel good and actually work with them, not against them. And she also is an author. She has a really well-known blog called Wee Wee Girl, which I'll have in the show notes. She also has courses and she has an amazing podcast, which I found out she is rebranding, which is really exciting for her new season. So stay tuned for that. But she is also a human design expert and she really goes into all things human design here, like the basics of it. She explains what on earth it is, what it's comprised of, because it includes things like astrology, but then all these other things that I hadn't even heard of, these modalities that have been around for a long time. She explains kind of where it came from, and she also breaks down all of the different parts of it because like you have a type I'm a projector uh, and then there's all these other little cool things that tell you like how you're supposed to make decisions and just different things about yourself that are really helpful to know just in terms of getting to know yourself better but then of course working with yourself better and creating better from there so I'm really excited for you guys to listen I learned so much um, she also explained a little bit of my chart to me which maybe you guys will find funny or interesting um, I definitely found it helpful so I hope you guys really enjoy and without any further ado let's dive in welcome to the podcast Andy or Hello, my friend. <laughs> I know. It's nice to be here again. Thanks for having me. Uh, of course, it's my pleasure. Um, for those of you listening who might not have heard if you haven't been around as long, Andy was my first guest on my podcast. And when I was on her podcast, what, like nine months before, it was my first time ever being on a podcast. Um, so very meaningful, full yes, surprise. <laughs> I know. I forgot that it was your first time being a guest on a podcast and we were pretty new friends then. And I just look at all the evolution. It's gorgeous. It is. It's so beautiful. I've since been to your place for parties, your wedding reception party, and you've been to my place so many times. You've just gotten to really build a friendship and be on panels together. We've done so many cool things since then. I know so many things. Beautiful. Oh, it really is. Uh, well, I'm really excited for, oh goodness, this topic today, because I, I've been hearing about it and I think you are one of the people that I had heard about it from like just you posting about it on your channels. Um, it's becoming a bit of a, like a buzzword topic. People are kind of knowing of human design, but I think there's still a lot of people who have no idea what it is. Um, and there are a lot of people, like I recently introduced a couple of friends to it actually. And they were like, Oh my goodness, like, let me dive into this. So I would love for you because you are such a wealth of knowledge on this topic. You've been diving into it for a while now. Can you just like break it down for somebody who is like, what on earth is this? 
And even is kind of like, why do I need some other thing? Like there's astrology, there's numerology, (laughs) there's Myers-Briggs. Like, why do I need another thing? Like what kind of differentiates it from those things? Kind of like, yeah, give us a a little overview. Sure. And I totally feel that sentiment. I started studying human design in 2018. Just personally, I was like, what is this new thing? And it wasn't exactly new, but it's certainly way newer than astrology or numerology or the I Ching or any of these other systems that I was pretty familiar with. And when I started studying it, I was doing it really just for myself to get a better perspective of how I interact in the world and what was what my highest gifts and talents are. And then I started practicing on my husband and then I started practicing on a best girlfriend. And then I decided I wanted to take a reader's course because I just wanted to understand this better because I found it was really helpful for me and my, my personal development, but also how I was relating to my husband and how he was relating to the world and my best girlfriend. And so it just went from there. So human design it's a really unique system and that it combines elements of some of those things I just mentioned. So it combines elements of astrology, the I Ching, Kabbalah, the chakra system, genetic coding. And what it offers is a personalized map of your unique energetic and psychological makeup. The map is called the body graph and it guides you into an understanding of how to interact with the world, how to best make decisions, how to use your energy wisely. We are not all meant to work nine to five like we have been programmed to believe. So it gives you some understanding around your energy. It gives you details on your innate gifts and talents. I mean, we know that this is true, that there are people in the world that are really good at very specific things. And it's kind of as if these particular gifts and talents were almost channeled into their body, but it's like, is that really real? Is that how things work? And when we call, you know, children, for example, prodigies around athletics or art or music, it is in fact true that there are gifts and talents that we arrive on this planet already holding. And so human design can help you to identify those. So I really feel like it's a system to help you to fulfill your potential. It's like a manual for your personal and professional life, and it can help to provide insight into how you navigate challenges and opportunities with much more ease. So that's the general, that's the high level elevator pitch of what human design is. Mm -hmm. Okay. How does it do that? I'm like, <laughs> I'm one of those people that like keeps asking why or how and digs deep. Yeah. So what it looks at is a couple of things. It looks at what the energy of the cosmic blueprint was around the moment of your conception. And then it looks at, there are some woo components to it. So it looks at when your soul entered into your baby body, which is said to be about 88 days before your birth, Hmm. what energies that were happening in the sky ultimately, but also what gifts and talents you would have traveled into your body with, and then what the energies were at the time of your birth. So, you know, when we say in astrology, oh, she's a Leo, she's got like, I'm a Leo. So I, you know, it's like, (laughs) she's got She's got this like charismatic energy and she's kind of like the mama of the pride and she loves leadership and loves to be in, in roles in which she gets to express that. We have that same sort of blueprint in the human design chart in the fact that you can look at different energetics and different talents, skill sets as they're mapped out on the chart from those moments of conception through your birth. Okay. Okay. So it's, it's definitely connected to astrology and since now I had to put my birth time and location in as well. Yep. Yep. It's connected to astrology. It certainly pulls from astrology. So for example, I am in the incarnation cross, which is a part of human design, I am a gate seven in my conscious son. If you're listening and you're like, what the hell did she just say? I don't know what that means. That's a little more like, that's kind of like going deep into the chart, but that, that gate seven in my conscious son on my incarnation cross also lines up to me being a Leo son in astrology. So there's reflection on the chart of what you'll see in astrology 
and in the I Ching and in Kabbalah and in the general chakra system. So when you look at a chart, you'll see something that kind of looks like a chakra body graph mm -hmm. on the human design body graph. So you're like, wait, okay. So there's like a crown chakra and there's a third eye chakra. That is all true. That is all on the chart. Then you'll see a wheel that looks like an astrology birth chart overlaid on this body chart. Mm -hmm. So you see some of those components from quite a few of those different modalities all all coming together and that is why I love it so much is it brings all of these modalities together and it's why I think it has so much it's 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 so accurate and gives you so much information because it's pulling from all of these different modalities that are very ancient and that people have been using for thousands and thousands of years. Okay. That's so interesting. How does it pull from all of those different things? And also, can you explain, I've never heard of the I Ching. I'm sure a lot of other people have, I don't even remember what you said the other one was. And then <laughs> I've heard of chakras before. Can you maybe just briefly touch on what those things are and like how it pulls those in a little bit as well? Yeah. So it is pulling from your birth time, birth location. So you're entering your data into the just as you would if you went to astrology.com or AstroSeek or Channing Nicholas or any of those places that you pull your um, your birth chart for astrology, you enter your information the same way. So it's looking at those same things. The I Ching is, it's basically, it's a divination book. It's an ancient Chinese manual of divination based on eight symbolic eight symbols basically, and then 64 hexagrams that are interpreted and through the principles of yin and yang, basically. So it's like one of the books of the ancient Chinese manuscripts, basically. So that's what the I Ching is. So it's bringing in some of that information. There's principles of I Ching that you'll see come into the human design, the human design method, basically. And then some, some basics of genetics that come into the human design chart as well. The chakra system, which I mentioned a moment ago, you'll see on a chart, the chart includes crown chakra, third eye chakra, throat chakra, all of those things are, are mapped onto the human design chart as well. And then the tree of life from Kabbalah, there's some pieces of that, which is, it represents basically, um, it's, it's like a, a, a mist, it's just mystical wisdom that is then brought into this chart. So that's a very, I'm certainly not an expert on all of those modalities, but those, or all of those studies, but that, that is the basics of what they are. And then they, those modalities or studies are pulled into the human design methodology. Okay. Wow. It's so fascinating. I definitely want to learn more about those other modalities. Um, yeah, but I just, I've been so blown away the more I have, because I grew up believing all of this was like ridiculous, crazy, you know, you know, I was raised very, very like strict religion, which is interesting because it's that religion is very much based on faith and people coming up with things. Um, and this has like actually more science and more like history and stuff behind it. But for some reason, these modalities were kind of like made fun of and made to seem crazy. And I'm like, it actually takes more faith to believe some of the religious stuff that we were being taught. Uh, sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, it is really true, right? There's like, there's like a mysticism to all of these things, whether you're studying religion or whether you're studying astrology, which arguably is, you know, people always send me a message saying like, what are you talking about? You're crazy for saying this, but it is arguably, arguably one of the most scientific. It is actually just the mapping of the stars. And then you're assigning some energetics to how that cosmic, how that cosmic movement Im impacts us as humans on this one planet within, you know, a solar system and galaxies and universe of many other celestial beings or celestial bodies. So, you know, but there is some science there for sure. And um, so when people are like, oh, I can't believe like you believe in astrology, it's like, well, I believe the stars and the planets, in fact, do exist and that they move <laughs> and that there is some some impact on human beings. If the moon can affect the tides, then like, why can't a planet have some impact and how I'm, 
feeling or how I'm moving through the day. I am not someone who is really prescriptive about anything. I don't believe that like, oh, if you are X in astrology or X in human design, you absolutely have to do things this way. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm also not predictive. And the fact that like, if this planet is going to be at this place on this particular day and you do this, then you're going to have a problem or it's going to be great if it's in like a a good a good place in the sky for you. I don't necessarily believe that's true when pe- when Mercury retrogrades come around and people are like, oh, now I can't travel or now I can't buy my oh, new yeah. computer. You know, I'm like, no, you can just maybe like take a little extra time to do your research. Make sure the flights are going to work for you. Make sure that's the actual computer that you meant to buy, you know, that's going to do everything you need. Or, so, or you know, blame toxic behavior, like, oh, you know, oh, I sure. cheated because Mer- Mercury was in retrograde. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. I didn't go to work yeah. today. Mercury is in retrograde. <laughs> yeah. We're not excusing behavior for, you know, retrogrades will not excuse behaviors for sure. They just <laughs> give us an opportunity to slow down and reflect a little bit. I actually just uh, released an episode on my show this week, all about the retrogrades of 2024. And I had an astrologer who she's like one of Vogue's astrologers to watch. Like she's just super, super knowledgeable. And she's basically like, look, all the retrogrades, all the Mercury retrogrades are going to be in fire signs this year. So things are going to feel like a little hectic, a little wild, and then we're going to be invited to slow down. So just like prepare for that. Like know that this year is going to feel a little fiery, extra creative. All those things are really good. And then there's going to be moments where you have times to stop and reflect and just like follow what feels aligned for you. So, you know, and I think that that's true with, with any of it. And I think what's so great about human design, and we can certainly get into like some of the components of it is that it does give us a bit of that validation that we are all not the same, that there are things that we each have that are really unique and special to us. And that is true in the way we energetically move through the day and what our, our biggest gifts to offer the world are how we show up as leaders, how we show up as friends, how we show up in relationships, we're all very unique. And so I certainly don't use the human design chart to, again, like predict, like this is what's going to happen in your life, but I can look at it and see, okay, on your chart, we see, for example, that the way your energy is going to work best for you is to spend more time in these types of environments, for example, or working these types of hours and your creative gifts are going to be best expressed if you approach them this way or that way. And so I think that's, what's so nice about the chart. And again, I did this originally. I studied this originally for myself to see how I could better use my own talents, gifts, and energies in my own business. And I was getting such a great impact that I was like, wait a minute, like, let me then do this for my husband, who is my boyfriend at the time. We have very different charts and I wanted him to be able to get out of overwhelm and exhaustion and, you know, the things that so many of us deal with. So I was like, Hey, what if we apply some of this to your life? It seems to be working for me. And as I've continued to work with it, I've brought it into everything that I do in business, how I create content, how I develop marketing plans, how I develop sales plans. And ultimately what it's resulted in is me having a lot of fun in my business and getting really great results with a lot more ease. Yes. Oh my goodness. I um, was the, one of the inspirations for this topic for our podcast today was I actually joined Andy had a workshop on how to use human design to better show up online and like create content. And I found it so helpful. Um, I think it was the first time I ever downloaded my chart, which I am excited because I want your thoughts on my chart a bit, but I did comment on that. Um, everything you just shared, I absolutely love and could not agree more. Like, I love that you say, it's not predictive or prescriptive. I think were the two words you said. Yeah. Because and I think that's where people go wrong, especially like astrology is the most common thing. And I hear so many people say like, oh, you know, I can read all of that stuff, and it's all the like I could apply any of it to me, or oh, you know, this was wrong, or oh, people are doing toxic things. And I'm like, I think that's where people get off with this stuff. For me, I have been, you know, to, I guess to circle back to what I was saying about like how I was raised so skeptical, what helped me become a lot less skeptical was I just decided to try things out. Cause it was like, 
one, it was trendy. Numerology, um, my ex was into, he would get his like monthly things and they would be so spot on for him and give him food for thought, but they weren't prescriptive. They're a little bit, but um, in the way they write it, but neither of us ever took it that way. We just took it kind of as like these, and it's more like themes, things that you might experience, things to consider. They're never like specifically predicting yeah. or trying to do or not to do things. Um, and I got teledipity and, um, which is numerology. And I, again, it was, it has been such a helpful resource as has Myers-Briggs, as has any of the stuff that I have dove into because it has helped me, like you're saying, just understand myself better. And I believe we, we have all of that knowledge within us already. The more I've gotten to know myself and have listened to what feels good, the more I'm like just creating a life that is more easeful and more flowy. And just, I'm having such better results with everything I do, but sometimes like we just don't think of things or it takes longer. And these things have been and, you know, even just the stuff I learned about myself during this workshop you led, it has been so helpful. And I had a lot of like, oh my goodness, like, yes, I've always felt this, but like, I was kind of afraid to trust a few of the things, like the way I like to do things. Cause I was like, oh, but you get so much, you know, thrown at you about, well, you're supposed to market this way, or you're supposed to do that or show up this way. And it didn't feel good to me. And it makes sense now looking at my chart. I was like, oh, well that's cause that's not what works for me. That's not how I'm supposed to show up with marketing. Yeah. Um, so it, it, it gives you validation to maybe some of the stuff that you already felt, but you, have been, you know, so inundated with stuff from society or other people, yeah. whatever courses you took, whatever, um, something, you know, they're telling you different things. And so you just didn't trust yourself. So it's been helpful for me understanding myself better, learning about myself, but also just trusting what I've already kind of known. Yeah, for sure. And in my work, my goal is to deprogram how you think you are supposed to do business in favor of learning to trust your intuition. So like getting into that intuitive flow and having strategy that works for you. And so that is where human design becomes so helpful. You could find all, all of this stuff on your own. You could figure this out on your own. You could experiment until you landed on the things that work for you mm -hmm. all day long. You know, it's not like you have to have this information in order to have the success. However, right. how nice is it to have a map that's like a shortcut that's like, try this this experiment here first. And if you experiment with this, because it's really aligned to who you are energetically and your gifts, talents, and your general makeup, how you best make decisions, you're probably going to have success faster. So that is what I like to help people with the women that come into my programs is, all right, you're already brilliant. You already have everything you need. The women that come into my programs, they get that they show up with that knowledge. And sure, we all have imposter syndrome and go through those moments where we're like, am I, do I really have the expertise that I like know that I have, like, but we still question ourselves. So that is ultimately my intention is to get you out of the programming of how you've been told things are supposed to go to start to trust your intuition and then to have the strategies to get you there much, much faster. And that's, what's worked for me. So I love sharing this stuff because I've seen it work for me. And now that I've really employed this in my business over so many years. I've seen it work so beautifully for so many of the people that have had the privilege of, of supporting along the way. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Amen. I mean, that's, I think that's why both of us have been doing what we've been doing. It's just when you, something changes your life and, or maybe, you know, just helps you in a really meaningful and noticeable way. Like I think, we're, I think most people are like this, but I know you and I are like this. We just want to share that and like shop yeah. and get other people on board. So it helps them. And, um, yeah, that's kind of how, what these things have been to me as well. And what that workshop was for me. I, yeah. I'm so glad you had that, that experience. And I, I had the workshop because I have a broadcast channel on Instagram and it's, it's really grown tremendously. And it, it kept coming up every time I would do an AMA inside the broadcast channel, everyone was like, okay, what do I do as a manifesting generator three, five with sacral authority? And so I was getting question after question of, from women asking, like dropping their chart information into the broadcast channel. And then them asking, what do I do to create content that makes an impact for my business with this chart? So that was happening so frequently that I was like, I need to have, and I, I have a, 
I have a digital product called Instagram to income and in it, it has details of how to use your human design to create content with ease and flow and in a brand new way. So a lot of these women had either been considering that program and they were like, help me to figure my, my human design out and how to use it to, to create marketing strategy and content plans. So I had the workshop. And so, yeah, you got to come and see what that was about. And really it, it was, it was, it was born from that. And for me in my human design, it's one of the ways that I best shine is responding to what my community needs. So when I noticed so many people were asking, Hey, can you help me with this? It was like all day long. And then what happens in my business? I make more sales because I have an opportunity to answer the needs of my community. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I just, it was such a, it, it feels so good. Like I'm sure you can relate to get that validation. Cause I was just like, some of the things that were listed, I was like, yes, this is how it feels good for me to show up online. And yeah, also good to hear, have it be confirmed. Like, yeah, that's because that's how you're supposed to show up online. And it just, it helps you give yourself right. permission sometimes when you're struggling a little bit yourself. Yeah, totally. And you know, what was funny for me is that I've been using human design in so many areas of my life since I started studying it in 2018. And I had not considered using it for my own content planning. And so there was a moment mid summer this past summer that I was like, I am so frustrated. Okay. My signature, not self theme in human design is frustration. So I'm mm -hmm. supposed to pay attention to that. Like if you get frustrated, what is causing the frustration? I was frustrated about content creation. I was like, I'm not having fun on Instagram. I don't enjoy doing it. I've like built a following up to this point that was kind of from the old days of like elder millennial style, super, super aesthetically curated Instagram. I'd built this following to this point and then I'd had no traction in like quite a while. And I was like, this is wild. I know that if I did this well and had some joy in doing it, it would make a big difference in my business, but I am frustrated. So then it like this light bulb went off for me. It was like, I'm not using my own human design where I, I apply this thing to everything else in my life. I'm not using it and how I create content. So I need to restructure how I create content. So like in that example, every month I would sit down and try to map out my month of content. And I would like have my, I just was not excited. I wasn't lit up. I was like, I'm not having fun trying to like map this out, write my captions, figure out what I'm going to talk about figure out what photos I'm going to include. This is not, this is not it for me clearly, but I had been told, we all have been told you should sit down and map out a content plan and like do a 30 day planner and like figure out your content pillars. Well, that in fact doesn't really work for me. And it doesn't really work for a lot of people. We're all very uniquely different in how we are going to best show up creatively. And ultimately content is an act of creation. It's an act of creativity. So why did I think that sitting down in this like very specific and like strict way and mapping out my creativity was going to work. I don't know why I thought that, but I did until I had this moment of like, no, I'm going to apply my human design to this. And it changed everything just in that time period to now my Instagram account has been like completely reignited. Like I think I've had like 25,000 new followers since that time. I'm showing up differently. I'm having fun doing it. I'm creating in a new way. I'm talking about the things that are lighting me up as they light me up. I'm responding, which is a part of my human design chart as well. And once I figured that out, that that's what would work for me, it was like, oh, duh, of course. Why wouldn't I apply human design to marketing and sales and content just like I apply it to everything else in my business? I think it just goes back to a fundamental belief or this has become a fundamental belief of mine, but it, my belief was the opposite. It's supposed to feel good. Like most yeah. of what we're doing in life, it's supposed to flow. It's supposed to feel good. Yeah. We're supposed to be inspired. Our lives are supposed to be pleasurable, but we were sold this lie that it's supposed to be torturous and a struggle and hard. Yeah. Right. I work hard, but like, oh my God, does it feel good work most of the time nowadays? And it's yeah. inspired and, you know, just energizing to me. And I didn't realize it could be this way. And it just continues to get more that way. And just, especially like I really, this year, like stopped fighting myself in a lot of ways and like 
it's just, it's sounds too good to be true, but like, no, this is how it's supposed to be. It's supposed yeah. to feel good. It's, it's so true. And so, you know, anyone who's listening and thinking about like, okay, well, how do I have more, how do I have more fun in, in everything that I'm doing and how do I make it feel good? Especially if you have your own business or you're, you know, working to, to grow as a content creator or as an artist or as an entrepreneur or just in your nine to five, if you want to have like a better time at work, like really look at what would make this feel joyful for me and then consider where you can make adjustments in your day to day. So for me, the things that were stressful and a bit of a struggle was the, as an, as a business owner and as someone who is a creative was the content creation and the sales planning. So I was like, how do I rework this to bring joy into content creation and my sales planning? So I used my human design because that was really helpful for me. And those things immediately, now I have fun doing it. And I got the results, like my sales and my courses and my digital offers have tripled since that time. Like now I'm just like, things are just running and it's like, oh, I can create something new and I know it's going to work because I'm like listening to my community in a different way. And like, I'm having fun making the things and I'm following my human design chart in order to help me dial into that joy. Ultimately. I love that. I want to now start going through, like, we'll, we'll go through my chart. Cause I'm curious to hear your thoughts. Sure. On- um, but just to help people kind of understand like some of the the major components and what to pay attention to. Um, but I did have a fun question for you. Yeah. Can you use human design to like understand or figure out if you're compatible with somebody? Have you, have you even done that if it is possible? Yeah, I think you totally can. I think you absolutely can. I think you could look at, I think you could look at both of your charts and you could see like energetically how how do we align? And then with the gifts and talents and ultimately the purpose that we each have, are we on a path that we could feel like we could be a great support to one another, respect one another's ultimate life plans. And it's not that I think that like you might see someone's chart and be like, well, that's not for me. Like that's not a person for me, but you may feel like, you know, this is a person that's energy is going to be quite different from mine. And their life path is going to be quite different from mine. And then you just have to decide, is that something I can work with? Like Ben, my husband and I, our energy types are quite different. He's a projector. I'm a manifesting generator. So what, I, what, what I've noticed is having that understanding of how we each operate energetically and knowing each other's not self themes. So like that frustration piece for me, we then can just show up to support each other in a really different way because we typically as human beings, we see things through the lens of our own experience. But now that I have an understanding of, okay, Ben energetically is going to feel quite different than I do. And his, when he's not feeling great, his energetic is going to be different from what mine is. So I need to look at him, not through my lens, but from the lens of what, what his stuff is really about. And then as a partner, I can show up and a much, and a much more, and a much softer way. And he can do the same for me. So yeah, I, I mean, if I were dating right now, Jordan, I would be looking at everybody's, I would be looking, I'd be like, give me your astrology chart. Give me your human design chart. Let me check it all out. I mean, you know, it's the ultimate girl thing to do on date one, right? Like, and I did that to Ben all those many years ago. I was like, birth chart, please, sir. <laughs> like, I'm a Taurus. And I was like, of course you're a Taurus because I only date Tauruses. Like that is just how it rolls. And I know how to deal with you. Got it. Thank you. Sir. That's so mm-hmm. funny. That's so funny. I will, I will keep this in mind if I have any mm-hmm. good birth dates uh, that I feel good about come up. Yeah. Yeah. Get their birth chart, send it to me and I'll give you the, I'll give you the flow down. Even better, even better. <laughs> I'm, I, I will definitely take you up on this. <laughs> okay. Sounds good. Um, oh goodness. Uh, okay. So let's dive into the charts a little bit for, yeah. Those who are, I mean, I'm pretty new to all of this too. So I'm still learning, getting, hearing stuff a second time and being like, oh yeah. Okay. Um, okay. So well, the first thing that you see is your type. Um, can you maybe explain there's, I think five types and a little bit about them. I'm a projector. 
by the way. So okay. uh, yeah, I'm to Ben. Maybe that's why we get along. <laughs> I know. I, I'm actually, I love my projector people. So it's definitely a part of why we get along. So yes, there's five types in human design. There are manifestors. And I just want to preface when we talk about manifestors, it does not mean that these are the only people that can manifest. They They just have this like, natural ability of informing the world of what they're going to manifest. So they're called manifestors. So we have manifestors and generators. And the generator group is really broken into two subsets. We have like your standard generators, then we have manifesting generators, and they have that ability to inform the world of what they're going to manifest and then actually go do the thing. Generators Mm. are, there are like, there are energy, they're the energy of the world. Like we could not exist on this planet without our generators, they ultimately are the people that get things done. So you have those friends that just seem to like forever have just like, they just can, they just can go and do and like continue and they never really need a break. If a generator or a manifesting generator is lit up by what they're doing, they don't ever need to take a break because they have an internal energy motor that's just constantly firing. It's in that sacral space. So they're just constantly firing. Um, the manifestors don't necessarily have that energy. So they're going to tell you what they're going to create, but then they need to like find their people to help them to Hmm. make the things happen. So for a manifestor, if that's you, you're going to have big vision, beautiful ideas. And then you just need to surround yourself by people that can help you get it done. Manifesting generators, generators, you can get it done. And then you also in your realm, surrounding yourself with people that help to ground you and help to keep you on the path of what your highest purpose might be versus doing everything. Manifesting generators and generators can burn themselves out when they are trying to do it all. So just noticing that you can do it all if you're completely lit up by it, but it is good to have people around you, friends, et cetera, people within your community that help you to just like really hone in on what is the like most potent thing for you. Projectors, you're so special. I love my projectors. Projectors are, they see deeply into the collective. So you have, you're often artists, you know, Ben is a musician, you have this musical background. All of my projector friends have like a deep connection to creativity Mm. and this ability to see deeply into the collective. You can basically like see into people's individual auras. And so when you do that, on a grander scale, you have this understanding of what the world needs at any given time. And so the way you express that could be really different from the next projector over. So like for my husband, he expresses that through music. You may express that through teaching. You may express that through sharing your art in some other way or your talents in some other way, but there is a lot of expression in our projectors. And then reflectors are, um, they they're, they're the fewest type that we have the least project or the least reflectors of all of humanity. We have very few reflectors. They are, they're the mirrors of what is going on on the planet. They are ultimately like, they absorb everything. They truly like are just fully open and to, and in that, because they're so open, they reflect back to us where we are as humanity ultimately. So yeah, so our reflectors are the mirrors. They absorb all this energy, all the information that's going on on the planet at a specific time, and then are able to share back to us how we are as, as human beings. So our reflectors, you can often tell the health of a community by the health of the reflectors within that community. So if the reflectors are not doing well, it's likely that the community is not doing super well. So that's something just to notice. And if you are a reflector, it's really important that you have really strong boundaries and protection mechanisms so that you are not so heavily influenced by the unwell parts of your community. So that's the basics of the types. Each type has a specific strategy. They have specific roles in society. They have different ways of making decisions and interacting, but that's the general general overview of each of those five types. I love it. Um, so the next thing that comes up after your type is your authority, which is mm-hmm. how are you supposed to make decisions. So are there yeah. how many different types of authorities are there? 
So there's quite a few different types of authority. The majority of us are either emotional authority, sacral authority, splenic authority. It is about how we make decisions and it's connected to a different center within your body. So when you think about the chakra system, so it's connected to your sacral, your spleen, your solar plexus, your crown chakra. And as human beings, we typically think the way we're supposed to make decisions is from the head that we're supposed to like run things through our logical mind. The majority of us are not in fact supposed to make decisions through our head, through running things through our logical mind, but rather we're supposed to make decisions either by checking in with our emotional state of being, checking in with our body and really feeling into how something is just rolling through us, how, what our instinct has to say, for example. So That is one of the biggest shifts that we really, in human design, that we have an opportunity to make is relearning how to make decisions. So for example, I'm a manifesting generator with sacral authority. Sacral authority means to check in with my gut. So for me, there's typically an immediate yes or no feeling. We hear this thing where people say like, oh, if it's not a fuck yes, it's a fuck no. That actually isn't true for everyone. That's true for manifest, that is true for sacral authority people. So me as a manifesting generator with sacral authority, that is a question I should ask myself. Is this a fuck yes or a fuck no? And if it's a fuck yes, it's probably going to be right for me. But if I have emotional authority, I actually need to check in with and take a little more time, maybe do some journaling. How does this make me feel when I really contemplate this from a place of deep body connection and emotional energy. Um, There's a type of authority called lunar authority, and that is actually where you run it through a moon cycle. So it's like, you're not making a fuck yes or fuck no decision. You're actually sitting with something sometimes for like a full lunar cycle, which is 28 days before you make a decision. So when you have like that friend or family member that has that type of authority, You want to give them the space that they need. You don't want to ask them, well, if it's not a yes, then it's clearly a no. Because like for them, they're not going to get that body hit that's like, this is yes or no. They really need to go and sleep on it. And they need to sleep on it for a little bit longer than most people. So what's yours, Jordan? What's your authority? I'm splenic. And I was a little confused about this when I was thinking back. So, and it says, listen, listen to my instincts. Yeah. So splenic authority When you have an activated spleen center on the chart, that means you have this like deep ancestral wisdom and connection that Mm -hmm. you should follow. It doesn't mean you have to know your ancestors. It doesn't mean you have to call, you know, call your grandmother and say like, what would you do? It's not like that. It's just this body knowledge that's been passed down from generation to generation to generation to generation. The best example I can give you, okay, have you ever seen like on those nature documentaries where like the elephant mama just knows like how to take the baby elephant and like get it across a river, for example. It's like that that elephant mama, it may be her first time ever being an elephant mama, but she knows exactly what to do to take care of her little elephant baby. It is instinct. Animals are perfect examples of this. Mm -hmm. So when you think about us as human beings, we all have that instinct. We just oftentimes have forgotten that instinct for someone with splenic authority. They have a really amplified instinct within their body. That's like this animalistic style of instinct. So it's like, Mm -hmm. you could you could practice this by doing some like fun things like working with um with like uh, a pendulum. So if you ever like worked with a pendulum before and you could do it using your body as the pendulum. So like just sitting in meditation and asking yourself a question like, okay, I'm considering this and I want to get a feeling of if this is like for me and notice, does your body like move front to back? If that's like the indicator of yes for you, or does it like move side to side? And if that's an indicator of no for you, start to give your body some of that type of direction. Like if something's for me, I want to like lean into it. If it's not for me, I want to notice that like I react in, in a way that I'm not leaning into that. Maybe I'm like swaying side to side. If you're like sitting in meditation as that example, your instinct will guide you. You just have to get out of your head and let the instinct do its job. It's so interesting because I actually just had a, I think it's quartz or no, a selenium. I just had a pendulum yeah. from um, oh, a cool. plant 
from a brand called Quartz. Um, I don't know if you've heard of Christina, the channel. Oh yeah. 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 She, yeah. She just launched a really fun little like abundance merch brand. Um, yeah. Use I, that pendulum. Okay. Well, well, the funny thing is though, I, when I am get d- deep into a meditative state, usually Joe dispenses meditations and I'm visualizing mm-hmm. the future I want to create. And I'm feeling like absolutely amazing bliss, joy, all the things, usually crying tears of joy. When I get really deep into those out, my body is just naturally like moving front to back. So yeah. maybe is that yes, maybe that's what my body does for yes. That's, that is probably your body. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So for you, it's, and that's like, I think sometimes the splenic authority can be the hardest to get used to practicing because we are so used to like, should I check with my, check with my gut? Should I check with like my heart and how my heart feels? Or should I like listen to my mind? And for you, it's none of those. It's really just like noticed, noticing where the instinct arises and you will not necessarily understand where it's coming from, but it's so deep within you that when you follow it, you'll find that you were likely on the right path. And I think I'm doing that. I think I'm actually living instinctually. I think that's kind of how my flow feels. But what confused me was I was just taking stock and reflecting back on like my decisions in the last decade Um, and I knew after the first date with my ex-husband, I was like, uh, uh, nah. (laughs) And I got encouraged by friends and family, like, oh, he's such a nice guy. Give him another chance. And then I got attached and, you know, five years later, I'm finally getting out of that. Um, and then when I met my ex or saw my ex-boyfriend on hinge, I was in the, it was during COVID. I was actually, my parents had come to get me from my apartment in New York. My mom was like, let me see your hinge. And she was like, oh, he's nice. And he's a Christian. Cause I was a Christian at that point. And I was like, eh, he's not really my type. And I matched with him anyway. And then three year, you know, three year relationship. And I got, obviously, I think we were so supported and taken care of. And I learned what I needed to learn. I got, you know, um, I, I learned the lessons and grew in the ways I needed to, I think, to learn, to listen to myself more, to understand myself more, to heal. Like they were obviously vehicles of transformation that were exactly what I needed. Um, but I was kind of like, I feel like I just know things and maybe this goes in, I mean, I can, my profile says that the omniscient teach, and I, I did this really, this is getting woo woo. I did this really cool, um, Akashic, hypnosis um in May uh and I like saw myself as like a purple orb and I she's like yeah you just probably like that represents wisdom like you you just know things and I feel like I just know things and like you were saying I tend to read people and just know things about people easily um you know I I, and so I feel like I've definitely been called into this space of mentorship teaching guiding um and that's kind of just what has worked out. I I've gotten so much. That's what has worked out the best for me in terms of just like, you know, content, career, everything. Um, but I, I'm like, is that the same as instinct? Like, or is that different? That I think no- that's, that's the same. I think that that is, that's okay. how it's showing up for you. Yeah. It's just a deep, deep knowing, a okay. deep knowing it's like just and it's exactly that. It's like, I don't know how I know, but I just know. And actually if you go spend too much time, with your emotions around something, you may like change what you already knew because you're like, but I feel this way about this person. And I really like want to make this work because I do have these feelings, but in reality, you just knew you, you knew it was not in fact for you, but then you were like, I want to make my mom happy too. And I want to like have fun with like this dating relationship. And like emotionally that feels like where I want to go, but in reality, you just knew that this was probably not it for you. And it just took you the time to process through that and see on the other side that like, oh, now I can look back and see where I just knew. The cool thing is, as you get better at that, and as you, you know, transform, evolve and progress, which we all do as we move through our life is that now you like start to trust that a little bit more. Now it's like when you just have that knowing you're like, you know, I get it that like, seems like he might be great for me. But like, I just know this isn't it. Or I know that this might be it, even if it doesn't look like it should be it. Maybe, maybe it could be. And you can apply that, of course, in all areas of your life, not just with relationships. Yeah, that's, it's, that's exactly what's happened. The more I have actually just listened to that knowing and not talked myself out of it. A lot of the talking 
been like from limiting beliefs or scarcity, like, mm-hmm. you know, because it's like, you don't see the better thing yet. Or you're like, well, yeah. this is good enough for now, or this is what everybody else is doing. Like, it's usually fear and limiting beliefs that are the root of what is talking me out of. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and it's especially important. Okay. Jordan, look at your chart and tell me, do you have an open head center? So when you look at that space at the top of your chart, is it open or colored in? Um, it's green. There's three numbers at the bottom of the triangle, but then there's no, the other three numbers are not in that triangle. Okay. And then, so when you look at the whole chart, which of the chakra centers are colored in and which ones are not? Oh, um, the two triangles in my head are colored in there's green and then there's purple. The throat chakra is not colored in. Okay. What's the diamond one below that? So right below that is going to be your sacral. And then there's the heart chakra, which is kind of like off to the side, which is a little bit different than how we normally are used to seeing it. Yes. So my my sacral is not colored in. My heart is. The one below the heart, the two below the heart are not colored in. But then the okay. triangle all the way on the left side, it's like on the arm. That one is colored in. And then the, the lowest one is colored in. Yeah. So mm-hmm. the one on the left side, that is your splenic center. So that's activated. And you're telling me that your head center and your Ajna, which is the third eye, are also activated. So sometimes you're going to feel like that's competing. Like, I need to listen to what's going on in my head because there is this activity there that's like giving you direction. And for you, that's going to be where it's really important to like, when you have to rule something out, like, am I going to go this way because my head says it? Or am I going to go this way because I just deeply know it? Listen to that knowing. Okay. Okay. Oh my goodness. This is so helpful. Um, and then I guess the last, well, there's two, there's the profile and then the strategy. Do we, do you have time to dive into those last two and then we can. Sure. Yeah. I'll just give you like the high level. So the strategy is going to be linked to your type. It's about how you respond to the different things going on in life for optimum flow and minimum resistance. So for example, I mentioned earlier, As a manifesting generator, I thrive by being in response, which is why when I started applying this to my content creation, it's better for me to be in constant response. What are people wanting to know? What am I seeing going on that I want to talk about? Just moving through the world, being open to responding to the current storyline of my life and the greater greater collective projector. So for you... Your strategy is called waiting for the invitation. It doesn't mean that you need to just like sit around and wait for somebody to call you up and say like, hey, do you want to do this thing? It's more of because you can see deeply into people, see into people's auras, see into the collective before you go dive deep into someone's aura, you want to be invited into that space because you're going to have such great insight So if like you walk around telling everyone what you're seeing within them, they're going to be like, whoa, dude, (laughs) like I don't need all of that yet because they don't know they need it yet. So for you to have your highest level success and just to move through the world with flow and minimum resistance, when you are invited into conversations, when you're invited into rooms, when you're invited into communities, when you're invited into specific environments, that's where you're going to thrive. When there's been like this, Jordan has this magic, bring her on in. We want, we want her. So that's kind of how you can use strategy. And then the gates, uh, oh, the profile line, you asked about profiles. So profile is going to give us some, just some general perspective of how we be. And like, there's some of that, like how we use our gifts, talents, and energy in our profile line. I love using profile lines to help with sales strategy, marketing strategy, and content creation. There's quite a few different type uh, profile line combinations, but there's six actual profiles. So you've got a one, two, three, four, five, and a six, and then you can have some combinations of those. Each of those basically have different energetics to them. I really use that a lot for myself. I'm I'm a profile one, three. So a one is someone who's got like a deep secret genius. So I really think about like, what do I really know that I can help people with? And like three, threes are really relatable. They're like our relatable queens. So I think about when I'm in any sort of communication, so content being one of those that I want to be giving my expertise as my line one, and then 
doing it in a really relatable way. So that's my line three. So you can kind of use those combinations. And then the one other thing is the gates and channels. The -hmm. gates and channels are the pathways of energy in your body. They also give us a lot of perspective of your strengths, talents, and the main themes of your life. So that's going a little bit deeper into the chart, but once you've kind of mastered or have gotten comfortable with um, type, authority, strategy, then you can start diving into your gates and channels and it'll give you a lot more, a lot more deep, deeper information. I love that. Yeah. I mean, I feel like this was hopefully just such a great overview for people of kind of like the main things to look at um, and kind of what they mean. Um, So thank you so much. I mean, I learned so much. This was so fun. Um, I'm sure, I'm sure those listening, if they're anything like me, which I'm a lot of my audience tends to kind of be into the same thing as I feel like they're absolutely going to love this. So thank you for sharing your time and expertise. Yeah, of course. And you're so right. Human design is kind of buzzy right now. And I think what's important when you start playing with human design, which we talked about at the beginning is it doesn't need to be prescriptive or predictive. Use it to help you just to better move through your day. And so, you know, I find that people in my community say all the time, like, oh, you just have explained it in such a different way, Andy. And that's a part of that one three that I just mentioned to my profile. It is my personality to want to like share my secrets and also do it in a relatable way. But I also don't think it has to be that complex. It is a, it is a more complex modality, but go find the parts of it that really work for you. Play with that experiment and have some fun with it and just see where it makes your life just flow a little bit better day to day. Yeah. Yeah, I absolutely. And I, I just also love the fact that it really supports and encourages people in being authentic and like then aligning to who their authentic self is. Cause it's such a big part of my message and what I am really trying to encourage and empower women to do. And it just confirms that like, we're all different and like, yeah. we're moving through the world different. So, um, yeah, I, I love it for that aspect as well. Me too. That's the way. Yeah. All right. Um, well, quickly, where can people find you? I actually, guys, her Instagram has been so fun and inf- informative, knowledgeable. I've been learning stuff from you. Um, so I definitely recommend giving it a follow. But um, do you want to just spell out your handle and, and then also maybe sure. share your podcast and website in case people want to check those out? Yeah. So Instagram is wee wee girl, O-U-I, like the word yes in French, W-E-G-I-R-L. And you can find all of my programs. We have um, lots of great digital products like human design centered stuff that you can grab um, out of WeWe Studio. So it's O-U-I-W-E-S-T-U-D-I-O, WeWeStudio.com. Um, courses, products, starter kits, playbooks, like lots of just lots of fun stuff. So you can grab all of that there. You can come and check out more on this topic and others like it over on the podcast. We're launching season four right now and have just rebranded the podcast forever. For the past three years, the podcast has been called Your Woo Woo Best Friend. And now it is called The Unschool with Andy Alleman, me. So we did that because, yeah, we we decided- Yeah, you're, you're, I'm still your woo woo bestie. But as I said, at the beginning of our conversation, my goal is to help deprogram how you think you're supposed to do things. And so we have a signature course inside of WeWe Studio called the Unschool Intuitive Business Academy. And so we're naming the podcast, the Unschool too, as we go into season four to really reinforce that message that this is a place to come and learn and deprogram how you have thought you needed to do things in favor of a more intuitive approach. So my jam. I absolutely love it. <laughs> so agree. This is what we need more of in the world. Um, so yeah, I'll have everything linked in the show notes, of course, as always. Um, and yeah, hope you guys enjoyed this episode. So thanks, Jordan. Yeah, thanks for coming on. <laughs>